Man, second day in a row. Second day in a row. Hank Strange messing it up. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. Well, we don't uh, have 8-Bit Walter. Oh, no. The, the camera's looking good. Okay, so listen. <laughs> let's do this. Let's try to keep some uh, sense of normalcy here. You guys are listening to the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Yes, that's right. The number one podcast in the world. And the Americas and the universe when it comes to the Second Amendment and freedom. Um, here's what I'm going to do. My usual stuff I'm going to put on the side because we're running a little late. I'll explain it to you guys all here in a second. Um, please go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list. Let me run in the open. Let's see. Let's run in the open right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Hey guys, make sure Once you hit that subscribe button, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Oh, I'm supposed to be ringing the bell. There we go. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> the bell is ringing right there. We are live. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. We're going to start off with jazz hands. Come on. Everyone has to do jazz hands. There you go. We've all been here before. Big shout out to Walther Arms. For sponsoring the podcast we really do appreciate those guys for sponsoring us here this is episode 787 that you guys are listening and watching um our guest is supposed to be um from we're supposed to have the uh hill jack quickie loaders guys on the show but i'm not there's some kind of communication error going on so i don't know if we're going to get those guys so if you see it in the title don't worry about it but we do have we do have Flying Rich joining us. There he goes, Flying Rich. Hey. What's up, Rich? What's going on? Oh, just fixing the air conditioner in the house here just before the show. So everything's okay. good. Yeah, so you're in New York? New York still. New York. Still in New York? And, All right. And very likely for the holiday weekend. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Also joining us, Vin. Vin is back. Hey What's up, Vin? Where you at, man? I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth, actually. I'm out for work. All right. Oh, okay. Doing some. Do he's working every. So we got exotic locations, and of course, I'm in the van. I'm in the van. I mean, you know, it's the van. Uh, van in the hacienda. Yeah, I see that, your front porch. Yeah, it's not that exotic. As I said, we are, man. Um, you know, I decided to actually last night with all the problems that we had, right? With Walter, Walter's camera looked terrible. All that kind of stuff. I said, you know, this might be me, might be me. Let me do the, uh, there was a operating system update. I'm using a Mac. I said it, didn't work. Walked away from it, shouldn't have never done that. So it didn't work. So today when I was getting set up, I was like, oh, this will just take a couple minutes. I started early, <laughs> still late. <laughs> still late so anyway <laughs> we're here you guys are here um you know uh we are going to talk about some uh i don't know I, i'm guessing we're going to talk about 3d printing since we got rich and vin here right any uh any Indeed. projects anyone vin you got any new projects popping off you yeah, can talk about some projects um that are outside the normal 3d printing we're doing the infrastructure for 3d printing Oh, um, okay. Yeah, we're setting up a um, continuous integration, continuous delivery pipeline, and as well as hosting infrastructure too for our you know 3D printed movement um, in the way be, to be a little more resilient and redundant to you know all the uh, censorship and deplatforming efforts that we have faced so far. Oh, okay. So, a lot of good stuffs in the works for community. So, what exactly does that entail? Cool. I don't know if you understand that. Uh, if you understand that, Rich. 
I just heard we're setting me, up me some as pet a software line. development guy uh, oh, okay. with 15 years experience. Yes, I understand what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. But I was going to ask what kind of tools he's using for CI if he's using something like Jenkins or, or what's going on. Okay, this this is where the rest um, of us. Maybe we should really take a step back and explain what continuous integration is. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's. I guess we'll dial it back for um, some of the folks in the audience. Basically, yeah, what this, guy. this is is yeah. Essentially, when you publish a file, right, we're not working with um, traditional code per se. We're still working with code. It's G code, but something that executes on a computer. The back end, what we're trying to spin up is a framework. So we're using GitLab. We have GitLab runners, and one of the workflows you could execute would be to generate a README document. You know, you read, you write your documentation in a standard text format, and the one of the, the workflows could execute a little prettying up script um, to make it, you know. Uh, publishable, make it create a concise format, concise place to, um, you know, digest and such. And one of the things I'm looking forward to as well is basically automating our release workflow because right now it's very manual. Um, the developer makes a room for beta, they zip up the file and they they send it out to um, one of our staff members to upload it. And I'm I'm looking for more of a you know, a automated workflow, a, a tool set to streamline and actually keep tracks on what we publish, where the project is in the state that, you know, it's being worked on and such. And so mm -hmm. um, it, it's unique in that we're bringing all, all of this typically enterprise level software and management into an open source decentralized platform. So it's a, it's a unique challenge, but I think the benefits would help the community out in creating a um, formal, concise place to release, even change management too for their models and such. So all of this stuff is already on um, on the blockchain or going to the blockchain or am I completely lost? This isn't blockchain, this is more infrastructure work. Infrastructure, okay, infrastructure. Yeah. Before, okay, before we so interface with it, right? In the software world, what would happen is, say there's one file and maybe there's 10 functions in it, and I'm working on the first function and Vin's working on the second function, mm -hmm. and then we check them back in, the software would actually merge. You know, the continuous okay. integration software would merge the two, say, well, Rich only edited this and Vin edited this. It's not conflicting. Let's put it together. Okay. But then maybe say there was a conflict, it'll ask me to resolve it. But further on is part of the continuous integration is what happens next. All right, we got our code merged. And whether it's just a readme file, say Vin wrote like, hey, how to set up the printer and I wrote the materials part. It's like, all right, this could be printed with PETG or PLA. And Vin's writing the introduction like, hey, print this with supports or don't use supports or print the object this way up. And it'll handle the merge. But then it's like, how does it get out to the public where they can see it on a website? Okay. All right. So that makes sense. So this is all behind the scenes stuff that we don't see, but it makes it, it easier for everyone to work together. I'm guessing. Yeah. It's the okay. repetitive drudge work that, Hey, you're, you want to be operating the printer. You want to be designing the part. You want to be testing the thing. You don't want to handle uploading it and, you know, doing the menial type things that can mm -hmm. be scripted. Okay. All right. So making it easier for everyone behind the scenes, um, you know, right. I, uh, is that, are we in the ballpark there? Yeah, well, part of the picture too is also, um, some of it's also user facing, you know, we're spinning up a new identity solution, mm -hmm. we're, up a, um, we're migrating our chat to a distributed platform okay. as well. 
Yeah. So you know, we ever get deplatformed off of a host, there's you know servers mm-hmm. laying around ready to take over. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different things happening here at the same time, because obviously the powers that be are trying to sh- uh, shut down uh, 3D file distribution, at, at least when it comes to gun stuff. I'm, I don't know what's happening when it with the other things, because the other 3D printing world's not facing this, right? No. Well, this, is, this is a uniquely, mm-hmm. I think it's a uniquely 3D printed file, open source involvement. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Other people print adult toys and they try to share that kind of stuff out. So a lot of places try to mm-hmm. keep that out. Mm-hmm. So not nothing illegal, but just something maybe not too tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the big brother syndrome. I, I'm pretty sure that um, that it's not just gun stuff, but that's probably the big focus of those guys out there, right? The big boogeyman is. Uh, is the is the gun world right mm-hmm. pretty much yeah yeah so um now so the stuff to 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 deal with um trying to avoid being shut down because i know like control pew he's constantly getting shut down he's got a whole bunch of alternate things that stuff's still kind of in the works right we haven't figured out that side yet i know you're you're talking about the back end of getting Whoa. these files sorted out mm-hmm yeah, traditional social media like Control Pew is getting shut down out of Instagram all the time, like mm-hmm. a couple times a month, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And other people, Vin, I don't know. I mean, bring us up to speed because you're probably following everyone else out there. I follow most closely Control Pew. And then obviously now I've met you, but, you know, and then we, of course, we got rich, but, you know. Traditional but, you know, social media, we're just going to get, mm-hmm. you know, and deep platform, you know, I don't think you'll see, um, you know, deterrent suspense appearing on, you know, mm-hmm. CNN or even getting mentioned for fear that people might find it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the whole resiliency and resiliency is a cat and mouse game against the powers that be and against our own strengths. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're already starting for a severe disadvantage in that this is our part time gig, mm-hmm. and the powers that be have a unlimited money printer to continue doing this forever and ever. Right. So, right. It's, you know, it's a cat and mouse game, but, you know, the, the needful has to be done for my IT folks up there. Doing yes. the needful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys no, that, that's like an Indian term. It's like I always hear we need to do the needful from like Indian contract consultancy oh. kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Is that where you're picking that up from? Do you want to explain that? The kindly do the needful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, typically, in, um, emails from overseas tech support. Um, a lot of times people will have a, the understanding English over there is a little bit verbose. And so mm-hmm. you would hear odd things like, could you kindly do the needful? Which mm-hmm. means, hey, can you take care of this for me? But ask them oh, really yeah. all the <laughs> way. That's gonna become a horror movie. So I'm, so, yeah. I'm I'll be shocked if that was not already a horror movie. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> India. Yeah. Yeah, huh? That's a reality. Yeah, I know, I know, but there's so many things like this. You, you guys don't know in my brain. Like next time I see Lola, I'm gonna be like, "Can you kindly do the needful?" <laughs> oh, hey, you're, you're, you're half Indian. Does that mean you tech support yourself? No, I'm terrible. That's that. That's not the half of me that's Indian. 
You are my tech support, Rich. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought Babyface P was your tech support. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay, maybe we use Patrick as like tech support, maybe when it comes to guns and a couple of things, okay? Listen, if we if 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 I have issues or even Walter, we have issues and we try to go to Patrick, he just does like the typical millennial thing, like, oh, you guys don't know about this, huh? <laughs> does he really? Oh, oh okay. You you obviously <laughs> you obviously don't know Patrick that well. <laughs> yeah, so I've never no. gone to him for tech support. Pa- yeah, Patrick's not a tech support, so to speak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, if he feels sorry for us, sometimes he helps us out. But you know, typically he just laughs at us for being old idiots or something like that. You know, dang. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, yeah. And the thing that terrifies me is me and Al Gore invented the internet together. Oh, right. And yeah, sure. I, I'm a little worried. What's it going to be like when I'm old? You know, I, I got to like ask my daughter who's 19. It's like, can you show me how to do this? What is yeah. this IPV8? How does IPV8 work? What's the net yeah. mask for that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. The, you're, the, the young people will be like, oh, so you didn't put the chip in your brain, huh? This is what happened. <laughs> You, right, don't put, right. you don't put the chip in your brain. <laughs> this is what happens to you. I got to get an update. Windows 21? <laughs> yeah. Windows 21? I, I think it would just be Windows at that point. We're, we're already going towards something as a service in the cyber dystopia where, um, you know. It's just going to be soul. Your, your soul. <laughs> we own uh, your I'll soul. I'll be Ubuntu all the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, man, I don't know, Vin. What What world? I think we cover. How old are you, Vin? We covered this, but uh, I'm guessing you're like well, 20. Guess. I'm going to say 22, 23. Well, yeah, older. I'm 25. 25. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, well you know. Um, so, yeah. So, this is what this is the interesting thing that this leads me to. Kind of, we're talking about the 3D printing thing here. Um, did you guys see this Truth About Guns article? I'm going to throw it up here. It says, internal ATF document, Americans who build their own guns are terrorists, criminals, and violent extremists. Did you guys see this on the Truth About Guns? No, I did not see that. But, yeah. you know, look, I, I, I've said this a number of times. I said it on the form I filled out and sent it to the ATF. Yeah, mm-hmm. I build my own guns, whether it's 3D printing them or, you know, with a ghost gunner or whatever it is. Because now I know how to repair them myself. It's like I was at a range day. I was in Texas at a range day, and my AR-9 jammed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, the trigger, like, just solid jam. I went back to the hotel room. I pushed out the hammer pin, the trigger pin, and uh, a stupid primer got under the trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was able to fix it. You know, I could have mm-hmm. fixed it on the site, on site, but I, like, put that down, grabbed another gun, and shot with that. Mm-hmm. In because you know how to build things, you know. Because I didn't go to uh, SDI like Shooting Gallery New England, um, right, right? Because I can build something, I know how it works, and I know how to fix it. Um, Shooting Gallery New England knows how to chop off fingers. That's, that's <laughs> well, no, I'm... he put a drill bit in his hand. <laughs> oh, drill holes in his hand. He knows how to do that. He knows yes. how to do that. Yeah, yeah, he was pinning and welding. I forget what, but. Yeah. The carbide bit broke off in his hand. Yeah. And he so, left it there. I would have got it out. Yeah. So I offered like, several times. Okay. There's a whole quote here in this. Uh, this article, you know, you guys have to read through it. I'm trying to just cover in the gist of it. So, the JCAT is a calibra- uh, collaboration 
by the NCTC, DHS, and FBI to improve information sharing amongst federal, state, local, tribal, territorial governments, and private sector partners in the interest of enhancing public safety. The document states this product is not um, in response to a specific threat against the United States. It provides general awareness of considerations and additional resources related to terrorist tactics, techniques, and procedures, whether domestic or overseas. So there's like a there's a whole thing here that you would have to read through. But to go on in the article says to be clear, the ATF and JCAT consider home built firearms terrorist tactics, techniques, and procedures, even though Americans have been making guns legally in their homes since before there was uh, there was even a, a United States of America. And this document was not supposed to be leaked. It's leaked. You know, it's probably going to take time to for people but, folks to go through it what do you guys think i i um, think that's very dangerous language mm -hmm. that look i'm a cc i'm a ccw i i have my carry permit you know mm -hmm. you're you're ffl and sot mm -hmm. i i mean if if we all make guns in our own home all of a sudden we're terrorists that that's kind of dangerous language mm -hmm. yeah go ahead man i think i think it's a, a terrible slippery slope um, mm -hmm. First off, the, does this look like the face of a terrorist? Um, no, second no, no. Um, I think this language, Rich has a point, this language is used to, you know, weaponize, demonize their own guns. Mm -hmm. And it, what it really does is it paints a target on every single American citizen so that the, the powers that be can just, you know, target us and, you know, um, attack us, you know, um, indiscriminately and say, oh, he's making guns. Yeah. Just solely because you do that. I mean, you know, it, it becomes a terrorist tactic for, for you to be doing it. And of course, they're, they're setting it. They're setting up something to go after this. Right. To to change everything around where we feel like, hey, we've had this. We've been able to make guns for. I, I don't know how you can even put it in a law that you can't make weapons. I'm not really sure like, how the hell you do that. It's well, in, in England, are you not allowed to sharpen a knife? Yeah. Yeah. If I take a pen and I poke someone, does that become a weapon? Everything. Like, I just, Every, these weapon? these yes. are weapons. John Wick. Everything is a weapon to John Wick, man. Pencils, you know, teacups, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, not just double taps, not just double taps. But yeah, I think this is the setup, right? To make the, to, to turn the folks like us into criminals. And when you look at the way that every, the world is unfolding right now, everything else is okay. Everything right, else right. is okay. Right. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Except the yeah. gun guys. Why do they want to so be if gun you guys? Mostly peaceful protests with, you know, urine being thrown at the cops and model tough cocktails. That's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, CNN will stand in front of the burning building and say, it's mostly peaceful. It's mostly peaceful. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, everyone on the show tonight is a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finesse. Go ahead, go ahead, Vin. No, I like that's that's just bewildering for me here. People are saying like they're comparing certain events. Say, oh, it was a it was a terrorist attack or it was a, a insurrection stuff. We want the mm -hmm. mostly peaceful protests were. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, yeah. a, a cop's head got smashed in, um, mm -hmm. you know, but that I'm sure magnitudes worse have happened during the course of the summer. Yeah, you want to single on on anything, you know. To a certain point of the political spectrum and just demonize it yeah and i think i think this is part of that you know um i think this movement to 
label, because we all know gun owners have been labeled as, you know, um, oh, you don't need those, you're not responsible or whatever mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is just, they realize that the broad attack of labeling all gun owners as terrorists isn't working. Mm-hmm. So now they're narrowing it down. They're going to, they're basically going to, you know, scalpel in a focus. And then eventually, once they get that wedge and spread that, that focus out, you know, it goes from people who make guns to people who own ARs. It goes to people who own hunting rifles, a.k.a. sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to people who own pistols, et cetera. So. Yeah. Why do you want anything? Why do you want to do anything? You know, everyone, everyone is, everyone is an enemy of the state because they want to, you know, because they want to own guns. Because they, why do you want to train? Why do you want to protect yourself? What's that all about? You don't need to be protected from anything. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Where are you going to protect yourself from? You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, other, the the enemy has F-15s and nukes. What are you going to do? Yeah. At the, at the same point, <laughs> at the same point, are these things useless or not? Like, yeah. are they like, you know? If it's a toy, then why why regulate? Yeah, Vin, right. I hope someone is working on the F-15 3D print right now. I don't care if it takes me <laughs> 10 years to 3D print that So wait, F-15. wait. I, I do got it. a 3D print an F-15 that has a pick rail adapter so I can put it on the bottom of my AR-15? No, I want a real F-15, okay? <laughs> well, here's don't the we thing all? Those planes, you know, to, to my understanding, you know, the... Um, late 18th century, you know, people, private companies and private people had like warships and such, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But today, today the with... Privateers. Mm-hmm. Right. Today with things like, you know, the F- F-15, F-16, fighter jets, cargo planes, they just have such an exorbitant price tag that mm-hmm. no one but someone with a money printer can own mm-hmm. those things. Right. Even if they were gifted to you, your cost Oh, yeah, the fuel and the maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. And anything that comes well, close to us having any kind of uh, air power, if, if you notice it, if think about it for a second, how long ago were we supposed to have flying cars and things like that, right? I, I mean, even uh, to be practical, I'm not saying, you know, the impractical car, cars are just going to float around. Didn't Back to the Future take. have it in like 1999? Sure. But what I'm saying to be practical, helicopters, for example, were supposed to, you know, we, those, those exist. You know, and they sh- and they should have gotten by now, by this time, a lot cheaper than they. We've talked about this before. I think right now you could probably get a helicopter for around thirty, forty thousand dollars, right? Ooh, That's nothing a, you'd want to like, fly. That's yeah. like a single seat mosquito. You might yeah, be able to like get a single person piston thing. engine. Yeah, not necessarily so bad. And maybe used. Yeah, but there's still a lot of you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to these things. Look, even drones. Oh. People started getting into drones, and they're like, oh no, we're going to start regulating this. Just build your own drone. Yeah, and everyone uh, everyone went for that. Oh, wait, looks like we're getting Vin coming in. Are you coming in on a separate line, Vin? Are you coming in on a separate line? Are you coming in on a separate line? Yeah, hold on, hold on. i got to add him uh, on this. Looks like something happened with his. Hey, Vin, we got you. Oh, don't hear the hey, audio. Yeah, my yeah. computer died. The screen just went on. Oh, <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> this is a, you know what? The NSA might be watching us. Someone um, earlier on was talking about um, 
Was it Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson. Yeah, what's the news on that? I haven't had a chance to really dig into that. What's going on with Tucker? I, I only heard from Dan Bongino. I listen to Dan Bongino's podcast every day. And okay. uh, Tucker got a call. And, you know, he thought the guy was tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. He said the NSA is, you know, watching what, what you're doing. They're monitoring your communications. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, well, thanks. He says, no, I have, you know, your text messages. I can read them to you. And he write off like a text message about a story that he's developing that nobody knows about. Oh, wow. So Tucker Carlson's like, holy cow, this is real. Yeah. And so who was this guy? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't play. I may be paraphrasing a little much. I didn't pay mm-hmm. that close attention other than NSA is watching Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Or they might be playing some mind games with him to have someone call him and say, yeah, Could here's be. your text messages. We're watching you. Mm-hmm. Just take it easy there, you know, and, kiddo. And so my rule, because I did invent the internet with Al Gore, mm-hmm. is that I don't say anything online that I don't expect to be read in public in front mm-hmm. of everyone. Mm-hmm. That's rule number one. And uh, I forgot rule number two because I'm old. Yeah, rule number two, um, have a buddy who erases all your uh, porn history. Hillary Should you Clinton die? <laughs> deleting your emails. My, my favorite was the, the Hillary Clinton passing notes to Fauci. It's like, delete your email. Delete yeah. your email. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about that, Vin? Did you uh, hear what what Rich was saying there about Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Um, I just goes to show, don't use text messages. Uh, I think you guys may have heard, you know, um, one of the devices used to attack our privacy and civil liberties is mm-hmm. the uh, what's it called? Um, it's a device that emulates a cell tower. I can't think of the name right now. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Damn, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend I know the name of that thing, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they do a man in the middle attack, and basically it's a portable cell tower. Yeah, and, Jen Champ uh, said they NSA. Pull your communications. Yeah, he says Jen Champ says NSA started the prison the Prism program years ago. Looking into it, so Prism, and then there was Echelon, which was with Canada because the United States couldn't spy on its citizens, so they got Canada to spy on the United States and then share the data with us. Mm-hmm. The Five Eyes, it's the Five Eyes, and they do it for Canada too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the Five Eyes? The Five Eyes is basically a set of nations that, um, mm-hmm. you know, are in alignment with each other, and they'll share intelligence with each other. And one of that intelligence is data on that country civilians. Okay. All right. Let's see. Okay, Vin, we got Vin on the. You're coming in. You're coming in twice, Vin. Look at that. No, we can take one it's double Vin. Right, I'll, mute, I'll mute my cell phone yeah. now. <laughs> that, uh, I'm connected. Yeah, we'll again. take it out. We'll take it out. Yeah. Hold on. Let Let me line this up here. All right. So. Yeah, go over the five eyes again for the folks out there. So the five eyes is basically five nations. Um, among those, I believe it's the United States, Canada, New Zealand, I think Australia, someone, I believe someone else. Australia. Mm-hmm. And I Australia? think England. Is it the England. yeah e- yeah England? Okay. Yeah. So basically the Anglosphere, and right because they can't spy their own citizens for the most part, they get the other countries to do it for them. Oh. And they share intelligence between each other, um, okay. not just on you know civilian intelligence, but you know military intelligence and such too. Yeah, it's like wife swapping for spying on your own people. 
to get around get around laws. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I did I do remember talking about that or hearing about that particular thing, yeah. Uh James Miller says it's Britain, Canada, US, Australia and New Zealand. What the hell? Why would New Zealand and that's be? That's what in we there? said. Yeah. Why the Kiwis New- and the Aussies. What are, What are they up to? <laughs> Why are they part of this? <laughs> Cuz they're the- all like us. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, like like Finn said the Anglosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, the white supremacists, they're all getting together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually there's there's a website um that I use called privacytools.io mm-hmm. and basically gives you a list of resources on what tools and what services to use you know, to maintain your privacy. And it specifically mentions avoid any services that are hosted in these countries, which is pretty hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, because these countries would have to, if demanded by their respective governments, would have to hand that data over. So mm-hmm. even if you have nothing to hide, you also don't have anything to show either. Yeah. So and which leads me to my next point. Right. The thing is that when you mention this to people, they, they think one they think one you're crazy. Yeah. Or two, they think, oh, you have to hide. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't have anything to hide, but I sure as hell don't want you to know what kind of, you know, food I ate last night. Yeah, we're all entitled we're all entitled to our privacy. It doesn't matter if you have nothing to hide. If they know who you are, they can they can do so much to you, right? They can, you can mm-hmm. be manipulated, you could be pushed in directions, you know, and then the, the thing is, is that honestly, everyone's living their life and, and being who they are. And you could take any moment of someone's life and use it against them and make other people think, look at this horrible thing oh, this sure. guy said over here. Right? It, especially Absolutely. taken out of context. We see that today already. People are digging up people's tweets from like when they were 10 mm-hmm. and then having use against them. That's oh, pretty... You're, you're canceling people. I Look, I give everybody a pass, like, from the age of 21 and under. If you mm-hmm. tweeted something stupid, God bless you. Mm-hmm. I don't count it against you. Yeah. But Because realistically, if, if there were cell phone cameras when, when I was in my 20s, I would not be employable. I'd probably be in jail. Because mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> dumb crap I did that never got documented – Thank God. We all say, we all say and do things that out of context, you know, um, or just even, it's just not other people's business, you know. There's things you, that people think, say, do, thoughts that they have in their own privacy or whatever that someone could take and use that against them. And it, does, it doesn't really matter what the reason is. What's the excuse? What's the reason that they said or did this thing? People are entitled to privacy. Now, of course, if you're gonna if you're gonna tweet things and put things, I don't know why a ten year old is tweeting, but you know, I mean, hey, you know, that ten year old could be famous or whatever and putting thoughts out there. The things you put in public, um, that's public, right? So someone going back and using that or whatever, you made it public. Still, I agree. Like, what does it? You know, what does this really matter? How is this? How does this paint a picture of who you really are as a human being? But all right, so I, I think Vin has a corporate job. You you do software development, right, Vin? Yep, I work for the corporate. All right, I did software development for fifteen years. I'm doing virtual infrastructure for a pretty big company. Mm-hmm. Um, if they look, if they scrub my social media, they probably wouldn't employ me. And I'm just saying, you know, stuff I post, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. two-way stuff, mm-hmm. they probably would not employ me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But these tactics, can, and, and even outside of us being gun people, these tactics can be used against everyone. Like right now, I always say this, okay, fine. A lot of people go, who cares? It's gun guys. You don't need all those guns or whatever. Anyway, the thing is, is that what about when they decide, you know, we, we want everyone to drive electric cars. Oh, That's right, what we right. think is the yeah, new the good thing. Yeah. You know, at yeah, some point, at anything some point, over 50 horsepower and you're a terrorist. Yeah. You're a some, vehicular terrorist. Yeah, Because you hate the planet. You're racist because <laughs> you I saw something today that um, oh, man, I wish I could find that thing. But there was an article. I didn't um, I don't know if I sent that to myself, but there was an article talking about all the hottest places in the world are where the poor, unfortunate, you know, uh, oh, Jesus. people are in the world. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So now the sun that, is racist. That goes away from science. <laughs> yeah, the sun yeah. is but racist. Trust the science. You yeah. have to trust the science. Yeah. You know, and, and for sure, look, I mean, if you think about it logically, like I think, um, so for example, if you're in a city, it's probably going to be warmer than if you're in the country. Right. There's a lot of things going on in the city. You've got subways and, you know, you, you've you got all kinds of, you got more electricity going, more people, all of that kind of stuff happening inside of cities versus out in the country. Um, and then, yeah, you have a lot of people tend to like build up around cities uh, because, you know, they need to work someplace, right? And that's going to be um, a hub for people to find jobs and things like that. Whereas in the country, you have more trees, you know, there's there's not things running on the ground and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to tend to be cooler. That It's just so stupid to say that, oh, no, this is a proof of the like somehow people are being racist against people and making only certain areas hot. If there, If there's, you know. Such a thing. Well, I, I'm exporting my heat to poor areas where right. uh, non-whites live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm sorry, Rich. You're you're oppressing us people of color by <laughs> exhaling exhaling hot air. Wait, 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 wait. Oh boy. Hold on. Oh, boy, there is one privilege better than white privilege, Vin. Do you know what that is? What? Oh Lord. Asian privilege. And Asians are Anglo adjacent. I, I hope you understand. I, 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 oh my gosh. You're going okay. down a path now. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Go ahead, Ben. Shots fired. Shots used. fired. <laughs> I, I've seen that line being used because supposedly Asian people don't fit the um, oppressed criteria enough. So now that's being weaponized against it, which goes to show if, if any group of any minority, any background, any, you know, um, trait that they have that doesn't fall in line with what these people want, they will they will demonize Make up them. rules. Make up uh, BS yeah. rules, yeah. Yeah, we're still doing cool. what, we're not escaping from the from from what we have, right? In the guise of whatever of being woke or whatever the hell this is, we're we're still enforcing racism in in other ways. Not just okay. on, like obviously there's a lot of white people who are upset about all of a sudden becoming the villains and the bad guys in every single story but still yet somehow these guys are finding a way to go oh well you know asian people have an unfair advantage over here and then these people have like you know what's happening do you, do you know what if if asian people work their ass off they deserve what they get and that's where it is mm -hmm. and i was afraid so my daughter hank knows my daughter vin you don't mm -hmm. know my daughter she's she's adopted from china 
And I was worried about her filling out college applications and, you know, them seeing that she's Asian. Because it, I forget if it was Harvard or Yale, but they, they knock you down a few points if you're Asian. Mm-hmm. And that was a big court case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about it's, that, Vin? I, I think it's messed up. I mean, it's really just enforces the racism that's already on life support, mm-hmm. right? If we're supposed to be, you know, progressive as a society, we're supposed to treat everyone the same. And then now treating everyone the same is not enough anymore. Now you got to do this equity. Yeah. Um, and the pro- and then the process of equity you're making you're you're taking if there was any kind of semblance of of natural equity you're you because you think you have to readjust it you're taking it away from people right mm-hmm. so right, we're going right. in the we're going in the opposite direction of things it's you know to to circle back to what we're you know what we're talking about as gun guys the same people who are saying everyone should be who they are everyone should be proud of who they are and do that's exactly what we're trying to do there's no right. there's no greater conspiracy amongst us as gun guys we we love guns right we like the idea of making them shooting them owning them talking about the history of it and all that kind of stuff the, the there are people out there who intend to do bad things and they don't care where they get weapons from or how they create destruction or chaos, right? They, they don't care about well, these this things. Is, we, we care this about the left, this. The thing that drives me crazy is the same argument the left use about abortion. It needs to be safe, legal, blah, 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 because there's going to be back alley abortion. So we have to have abortion legal. Mm-hmm. But the BS is doesn't that argument work for firearms? If, let's let's take a look at some place like Chicago. Any any of these Democrat-run cities, which all are Democrat-run, mm-hmm. that have restrictive uh, firearm regulations that prevent honest citizens from owning firearms. In other words, there is a defenseless, honest population. So the predators will look for the advantage and, and the ability to dominate the honest people. Mm-hmm. But you level the playing field. You have some place like Florida. You know, look at someplace like Miami. I think even maybe Miami has a Democrat mayor. Mm-hmm. But Florida gun laws are controlled by Tallahassee. They're not controlled by the mayor. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting all of this gun crime like you do in Baltimore, Chicago, or New York City. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, everyone, if they want to, can defend themselves. And a lot of yep. people take that up, including Democrats, including people who are very liberal. You, if you live in cities like this... And, you know, and you support these kinds of policies, but you're worried for your own security. Guess what you do? You go get guns if you can get it. Even in New York City, even though you can't do it, people still get it and they have it illegally. And they're supporting the people who are going to lock them up because they're worried for their own safety every day. You know, so go ahead, Ben. That's one thing I've always found very interesting, you know, um, I know most people are not single issue voters, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that you know the more left leaning democratic folks that, that do value their right to own and bear arms and then protect themselves. Um, I, I hypothesize that they consider other voting issues to hold higher regard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I guess my, my internal deliberation about that is that if there is no higher regard than protecting life, how will you protect way of life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes you know? sense. Yeah. Um, maybe you just leave it up to someone else to figure it all out for you. 
<laughs> I don't really no, think people. You. Yeah, I think people. There's people who support that idea that don't really support that idea. There's no. There's no way. No, there's no way that human beings really want to leave their life up to. There might. There might be some crazy people. There might be a couple of crazy people. Most of us don't want to leave our ha- our lives in the hands of other people. It's you okay, Hank. You want nothing, and you'll be happy. Eat no, the bug. No, I don't want to be someone's pet. Don't. Take the blue pill. I don't want to do right. it. I don't want to do it. Okay, so listen, we'll t- we're gonna we should pivot a little bit here. Talk about some three uh, D uh, printed stuff or whatever. You know, see what you guys have. I have some stuff here that I was gonna show because we were gonna have the Hilljack folks on, um, and for some reason so we don't have them on. Finn, do you remember Hilljack from uh, Iraq Veteran? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they were supposed to come on. I'm not sure. Say that again. I tried to sell them one of my designs. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. So we were supposed to get them on the show. I'm not sure what happened. I know Lola was communicating with them. Uh, Lola went back and looked at at the stuff. So they were supposed to be on today. There might be some miscommunication. I'm not coming down on those guys. Um, Something something, uh, went wrong here. And we'll sort it out. We'll get them on. Uh, let me just also ask everyone who's out there watching, listening to us right now, smash the thumbs ups on this. We need it. We got to fight the algorithm over here. Um, but I do I do have stuff from Hilljack. Let me see here. I'm going to pull out. What is this? So Hilljack, they were 3D printing loaders and they were giving them away at Iraq Veteran, which I thought was real generous. Yes, they were. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they did. They, they gave away they gave away um, to, to people like at least one. Uh, free one. So this is a five five six one right here, guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. And let me see if I could show this to you. So here it goes. Here's a. Let's see. I don't know how much. Fo- okay, there we go. So here's a used. <laughs> I like the art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trademark Hank Strange skull on it, and there you go. That's how that works. And it'll help you load a magazine. Boom, boom. Check that out. So that's the five five six one right there. Um, I've got five five six. I think I also have. Um, I'm going to pull it up. I have one. So they make these for almost everything. We can go check out their website. But this is a PPQ magazine here, and one of these is for the PPQ. Let me see. Is it this green one? Uh, Yep. So here we go. So this particular one right here is for the PPQ. So let's see if we can get this to... uh, We can get this to focus come on there we go look at that right i mean pretty it's a it's a pretty simple thing right Mm -hmm. a loader a a quickie loader is a relatively simple thing and there are there are guns that when you buy them brand new come with their own loaders but sometimes you lose that maybe you bought the gun used you don't have it so um i'm gonna recommend everyone go check out hilljack i'm gonna see if i could pull up the website here and share it with you guys and and we're not going to talk about the other cool loader that was at Iraq Veteran. What other cool loader that we're not going to talk? Well, I let's can't not talk ta- about it. Let's not talk okay. about it. Yeah, I don't know what the what's going on here, Vin. Is this something I'm missing? I, no, I no, no. You were involved, Hank. You're forgetting. Oh, oh, really? Okay, good. It's a good thing I'm forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> the other story that won't be told about Iraq Veteran. <laughs> oh, okay. I. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, here's the website. Here's the website. Let's see if we can get this in here. Bam. All right. So here's the website. It's hilljack.com. Oh, without the C. 
So it's H-I-L-L-J-A-K.com. There it goes. They've got it for the P365. You can go through a whole bunch of them to list. Let's see what's the most popular ones on here. And was the T-shirt they were giving away said make it a quickie? Was that it? Or was I that somebody so. else? I think, uh, I think there was a T-shirt like that. I don't know if I got one of those T-shirts. But they have tons of these things, um, and I think it's a pretty cool thing. They're not expensive. 12 15 bucks or whatever you know i think that's that's relatively good so anyway shout out to those guys don't know what happened there we will sort that out and get them back here at a later time i'm sure lola is working on that or um checking up on it john tram says need some 3d printed 25 round mp 1522 mags for the 3d printed smith and west mp 1522 carby uh-huh. So there actually is a project that's being worked on right now. Okay, tell us about that. Uh, Hoffman Tactical in mm-hmm. um, Eternal Suspense slash Datalog, he has a beta open for that magazine set right now. And you can actually buy the springs from um, Black Dog Magazine. Um, of course, they're sold out now because there's also another magazine project that just wrapped up. Um, mm-hmm. I think that makes for three printable 22 magazines now. Now, John, if you want to shoot um 3d print magazines mm-hmm. um check out the catalog for two of the magazine designs for cmmg replacement magazines and you can print the sw 1522 lower that i made and use cmmg magazines with your 1522 that's if you want to be versatile and of course your sw 1522 mags will fit inside the cmmg lower two they just won't have the mag hole open Okay. All right. Um, you mean last round bolt hold open? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so the you had the, what was it? Was it Taurus PT-111 drop? Was that it? Yes. We had a, PT, a Taurus PT-111 drop and the SP-2022 that already dropped. Um, Where can I find so. these? Where can I find these? Um, you can look at the catalog. So catalog, but with a G for GAT, you know, like, yeah, oh, catalog, catalog. Um, I get yeah. it. Okay. Also on deterrence dispensed, um, we have links to our Odyssey slash library page. We can find these files and go ahead and, and download and use them. Now the files are in beta. They'll be on our Rocket Chat. So you know, go to chat.deterrencedispensed.com. Mm-hmm. So the catalog.com is where I need to go to. Um, here, I'll share that with everyone. There we go. Thegatalog.com, hybrid design, printable frames. Where should I go? Which one? There's so many choices here. What should so you I go, go towards? Into? So check out 3D Print Magazine since we're looking for magazines in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here we go. Loading. Come on. All right. So every town, <laughs> quote unquote, every town 3D printable AR15 22LR magazine. Is that what we're talking about? Yep, that's the one that just dropped. Okay. Um, Hoffman Tacticals is still in beta. That's dropping pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wait, hold on. I have an older model, too, of a magazine that I made as well that's compiled with CMMG. Oh, okay. So there's two different um, variants of the yeah. uh, CMMG uh, magazine. Okay. Um, I see 3D printed waffle, AR-15 waffle magazine, an AR-22LR magazine kit. Okay. So pretty much this is the place to go. Yep. 
And it looks like this is all on Odyssey. Correct. The files, the release packages, the final, you know, um, software controlled um, mm -hmm. release package is put on something um, much more resilient, much more permeant uh, than um, any other hosted solution. It's put on Odyssey because it will basically exist forever. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think so my, vi my Vin, videos are up there too. Go ahead. Go ahead. I Rich. got a question for you, Vin. Uh oh. The, sure. the super secret project that you didn't know about that I was working on, is there any new developments? See, Rich, Rich is talking in riddles. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we well, don't know the, what he's the talking. thing I was working on that I showed you, an Iraq veteran. Yeah, because he can remember back then. I have very bad memories. pretty young. He can yeah. remember. No, he can't remember. I had it in a Ziploc bag. It was no. printed in black. No, I don't think you remember, Vin. Oh, that thing. That thing. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. No No top secret developments on that? No. You're just going to have to be patient. We are close we, to we release the... Yeah. When, when we get parts? Mm-hmm. I mean, parts in general are hard to come around. We saw what happened with the uh, FNS model. $150 gun turned into 450 by a bunch of scalpers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you think this part situation is going to turn around? I mean, possible the ammo situation is turning around a little bit. What do you, what yeah. do you think about parts? I, now, OEM kit parts, I don't think those will, those will ever get better, especially with really? blocks. Um, mm -hmm. Glocks, I think, has the notoriety and the mm -hmm. pop culture icon. But in terms of parts like the FNS, um, that was only around a long time because it happened to be super surplus from the Maryland Police Department, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, really, we, we will only ever heal on parts in general if manufacturers and vendors started you know, reverse engineering the designs and then making their own spin-offs of that. Mm -hmm. um, or until then, all we're going to see is uh, Glock aftermarket parts and whatever surplus we can get our hands on off, you know, gun broker or, or every gun part. Okay. Um, I think that's the unfortunate reality. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why nowadays many developers, including me, are very hesitant to mention whenever or even tease design because the moment we hint at something, it disappears immediately. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Vin will be, or you know, Vin and his guys are working on something like a new firearm grip and let's just let's just say it's uh like jsd supply is doing like the sig p365 mm -hmm. and if they if it comes out that hey we're we're going to be doing a sig p365 all of a sudden all of the barrel slides all of the components that you would need to complete it are out of stock or crazy priced mm -hmm. so that that's the problem with the 3d printing realm right now is uh, unless you're you're printing something like a 1022, which you know the price isn't going nuts, um, yeah, any any pistol or anything you're coming out with, and then you announce like, hey, I got this design, yeah, all of a sudden the parts are unavailable. Yeah. Yep. So what's the best solution for this, Vin? What is the best solution to, to this problem? Because I mean, 3D printing is only going to become more and more popular here as we go forward. So, what do we do? There is no ultimate good solution. Um, there's ways to curb it. Now, for example, um, I, I have a Patreon and I, I mentioned to my Patreon, you know, get this part kit, you mm -hmm. know, or hey, here's some listings I found off of, you know, Gunbroker EGP that you should grab if you're interested and, in building. Mm -hmm. um, 
Mm-hmm. Say again? I'm saying hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh my, not like that. I'm, I'm not trying to. Oh my gosh. But um, <laughs> no, I uh-huh. curtailing to a specific audience, the ones that are invested. Because at that point, if you're a patient is to like, you know, um, control Pew or me or any other developer, you're basically investing in the movement. So mm-hmm. your investment now delivers you information on what parts gets to get. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's preventing people who are just casually, mm-hmm. casually printing from. You know, um, scooping information or running off and stopping it. I had um, one content maker. He told me that he told me that on his video, one of the people who were watching it said, "I'm not even printing guns. All I saw was this video, and I went and scooped the parts kit to sell later." And oh um, crap! That got, really, that got me really mad because it. it it, it's really morale killing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really mm-hmm. depleting. And it also got him mad because that, what a, honestly, a dick move to just rub it in. Yeah. So, Hank, if you had money half as many thumbs up as people making airplane crashing jokes in the comments, <laughs> you'd be over 500 by now. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. Okay. Are you getting a little, you know, you get a little sensitive to the airplane crashing? No, jokes? not at all. I, I just mean, think you're it's from, funny. You're from the squadron. Is Are you wearing a squadron <laughs> shirt right now? No, no, no I, I'm wearing Let's see. The, what's this flying, flying rich shirt? Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Flying red shirt there. Okay. Just, just the flying red shirt. Yeah. By the way, you guys should smash the thumbs ups for all the folks out there. We do appreciate that. Okay. So listen, you mentioned um, you mentioned people making the parts, right? Like if people got into making the parts, is that realistic? Because I think I was talking to some people about making parts and saying, hey, you know, there's a real there's a real demand for these parts right now, but it's not so easy, for example, to make Glock parts. As it seems, Ooh. right? Yeah. So Glock, is that Glock, to my understanding, are very difficult to make. That's okay. why they're hard to come by. Yeah. Um, some designs are a little simpler. I think. I think maybe the FNS, maybe, or like the um, you know Diamondback mm-hmm. uh, pistol, maybe. But there's no there's no pistol or no design um, engineer to be commercially manufacturable I mean, on a large scale by simple design. And I think that's actually a niche that um, some 3D developers are going for, mm-hmm. is that they're targeting the market segment of, okay, not entirely do-it-yourself, um, but mostly parts that can be do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. but because they can be do-it-yourself, they're easy to spin up and um, manufacture on a large scale. Yeah. So I I think that's actually a future where three D printed 3D printing is heading. Mm-hmm. In um, terms of making of three D printing the parts, I think um, I don't know if that's what you're saying. Wolfwind Prepper says sounds like making uh, DIY parts is the or PIY or is it BIY? I don't know DIY. It's print it, yeah, print it yourselves. Parts is the next best step for printed uh, pews. So ideally, yes. I, ideally, as many printed parts as possible is you know, the best case, because you just make it at home. Mm-hmm. And I, what I was specifically talking about was a market segment of people who just want to print and assemble. Mm-hmm. And okay. the parts that assemble with are easily manufacturable. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, so what, are, so you, I think you were mentioning a couple of guns that are easy for other people to make the parts. No, I, I'm hypothesizing okay. um, based on their geometries. Yeah. 
Um, because there's, so what are the parts that are most common that people are looking for, for donut parts? I'm just trying to have like this, you know, uh, this conversation here to see, you know, what is it? Is it triggers? Is it, you know, what is it that the, that are commonly the donut parts and what could we do to, to make it easier to get those? So there isn't a glut of those kinds of parts out there. It's not really specific donor parts. It's donor kits. You make okay. a gun, you want to make the entire kit okay. to make the gun. You know, yeah. Barrels, so, slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, you know, Rich, you, stop fighting with everyone in the chat for no reason. <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have any clue why you're fighting with everyone in the chat today. Just stop fighting with people and pay attention to the 3D conver- printing conversation we're having here. Instead of you crashing your plane that we all know that you do. Twice. Yes, the two so, times you've, uh, you've actually flown, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so me and Whistling Diesel, right? Um, so when you three D print a pistol, what you're doing is you're printing the grip. So then you need the parts that fit into it. So whether it's the rail kit, the trigger, the trigger bar, all of those types of things, and then you need the slide for it, the slide in the barrel, mm-hmm. and. So what, what Vin, you know, he, they'll be working on something. They'll say, hey, we got this design out. And then, boom, all of a sudden, the parts kits that were cheap and available are gone or crazy expensive because people mm-hmm. saw that there's going to be a need for them. They bought them up and they want to sell them at a higher price. Yeah. But it seems like there's a business, there's a business uh, uh, plan here, right, that someone could follow. Because if people are just printing certain things and then we're and then these guns are being developed off of these kits, if we were able to develop these parts, the, the, the parts that are commonly used for that, then maybe that can be put out to different uh, smaller manufacturers out there and those guys can make money by going, okay, we'll just download the schematics for this or whatever, pop it into our CNC machines. We might have a couple sitting around, we'll make these parts and we'll somehow make that available so there isn't this glut. Is that does that make any sense or is that completely illogical? Well, yeah, I I think so. What Alex Control Pew's idea is, is he wants to have a firearm that you don't need to buy any parts for, that mm-hmm. you can electrochemically etch the barrel, that you mm-hmm. can wind your own springs for, mm-hmm. that you don't have to go to McMaster Car, the hardware store, nothing, that everything mm-hmm. is available. But maybe there's a, a middle ground where, hey, um, you don't need rails. Maybe you could do it like an AK. You get some metal flat, you bend it up, and then you have a rail set for mm-hmm. for the firearm instead of waiting for you know Glock 17 rails to come in stock again. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a middle ground firearm where there's still components you're going to buy off the shelf, but they're going to be cheap and readily available. And, you know, let's just say something like the 1022. Yeah. Or, uh, or maybe you know, or maybe parts. the high point. Are we building? Are there any uh, 3D prints based off of high point? Yeah, there's one in beta right now by Ivan the Troll. Oh, there is. Okay. So you think let's, that's let's just, just going to that. kill? That's going to kill the high point, or or like make the high point market take off, right? In your it already opinion? did. Oh, it already, it already did. did. Okay, we've all been scooping <laughs> high points before Amanda dropped. Oh, okay. So yeah, there has to be a way around this. There has to be a so so. Just speak to this, Vin. What what's your ideas on this? Or do you think we're just doomed on this? We just can't get around it easy. 
the idea mm-hmm. is to evolve from mm-hmm. parkit guns. Well, parkit guns are great. They're great mm-hmm. in that they mobilize an existing supply, mm-hmm. right? But that's the supply is pre-existing, and the num the demand for part kits from buybacks and destroyed guns mm-hmm. far exceeds the amount of guns being destroyed. Okay. The evolution of this is to create a design with the intent of printing the parts or easily acquiring manufacturable part, manufacturable COTS components. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, having a vendor make make a simple slide. You know, mm-hmm. or going to Home Depot and getting something you know commercial off the shelf. Um, that I think is the next is the evolution. You know, the FGC nine Mark II. That's a preview of what is to come. Okay. All right, so explain explain that to us, and where can I find it so I can show people what we're talking about there? Where, where can I the find it? FGC 9 Mark II, it's also on the catalog on the um, predominantly printed designs. What, okay. what the um, FGC 9 Mark II is, oh, sorry. Is that principal frames and receivers? Or primarily, uh, is it primarily printed designs? Yes, primarily printed designs. Okay. All right. So I'll pull that up here while you're talking about it. Okay. So FGC nine should be in there somewhere, right? Uh, right. Okay. Um, let's see. Where is this? I don't see it in here actually. No. Oh. Is there a page uh, two on that or? Hybrid. Let me Possibly see. hybrid. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll keep looking for it. Go ahead though. Don't let me um, stop you. So for the folks in the audience who don't know what the FGC-9 is, the FGC-9 stands for F Gun Control 9. It's a 9mm pistol caliber carbine. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, mostly printed. The parts that you acquire are all parts you can get from the hardware store Mm -hmm. or from Europe. You know, especially in Europe, because that's the intent this goes to me. It was made for markets and areas that don't have traditional gun parts available. And so the FGC Mark 9 is basically, you know, going to, well, basically the intent of it is to defeat gun control in that if you can make a gun uh, semi-automatic or even automatic, you know, out of basic hardware store parts Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. welding some rods together, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there is no regulation that can, you know, prohibit these things from existing, you know? Yeah. Um, are we going to start issuing licenses to 3D printers? Are we going to start issuing licenses to go to the Home Depot, you know? They'll try. They'll try. And so, <laughs> they'll try. <laughs> yeah. PRM. Yeah. The Mark II is basically an evolution of the, um, you know, the original FTC 9 has the HK slap, um, revised upper receiver, um, Aesthetic updates. Yeah, I rolled it. I rolled it in. Yeah, I rolled in a picture of mm-hmm. it. Um, so I mean, when you go there, that that the files. Let's see, what's the actual? So once you click on that picture, that's then you could just download the files for that, right? Yep. Okay. And the parts get available from um, MathCorp too. Um, they do stock wind, wind chime kits that you can okay. just so happen to assemble. Um, Okay. Conveniently. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Listen, are there, go ahead. D- did you want to say something here before we, before we, uh, yeah. Um, so do, should I go to your Instagram? Last time you were on, I was not able to show your Instagram and now yeah, my... you had to be logged in for that. Wouldn't let you scroll that far. 
Yeah. I think I have some videos on my Instagram too. Let me, let me pull yeah. it up. So what's the Instagram again? I can look I can look you up on can I just search Vin here or what? My Instagram is my last name, so N G U Y E N. Um K V V N. Um that's both my Twitter and my Instagram. Okay. So let me see if yeah. I can if I can get internet here, I'll be able to there we go. Uh okay. So here, I'll run it in right now. We're on we're on your uh we're on your website. So what's this uh what's this here? The AR seven. That, that is the a new frame for the AR seven. Um called the Camper Three, because the first the first ones that came were called the Explorer Two and the um uh, Explorer pistol. Oh, okay. Essentially, what this is is a printed frame for the AR7 kit. It's comp- it's compatible with Henry Charter Arms and okay. Armalite kits. Yeah, um, like the Henry Survival, right? The Henry Survival. Yes, rifle. right. Okay, very cool. The rear Picatinny rail for folding it up, and of course, the barrel is still removable. So. Oh, cool. So if you already have if you have already have a Henry Survival rifle, you could just three D print this. And what swap? What parts over? What parts yep. do you need? Just the barrel, or you're gonna have to swap over a lot more parts than that. Barrel, the bolt, fire control group. Oh, okay. Very, very small amount of parts. Okay. All right. Cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see what else you got on here. Um, okay. This is a charger pistol. Yep. That's Ivan the Troll's 1022. All right. So you were hanging out with Ivan the Troll, I take it. No, I just I just printed his design at home. Oh, you printed his design? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, are these your printers right here? They're two of my printers. Okay. How many you got? I have four now. Four. Okay. There you go. Um. All right. Let's see. This. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> that is my latest affront to all that is objectively good and holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Let's see. Let's keep going. I'll, I'll keep going here. If people have, uh, oh, let's see. Let's. Uh, uh, Wolfwind Prepper says got an AR7 that is 1022 mag. Um, what is he saying? That is 1020. He's yeah, asking it if it's 1022 mag compatible. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. I I don't and I don't know if it's possible because of the um, the feet lips and the, sh- and the shape of the magazine. Oh, okay. It may interfere with fire control group. Okay. That's a good idea. All right, so let's go through a couple more of these and then we'll go to some other stuff. This is interesting. I love that. Uh, yeah. Let's see the trash bottle. Uh, yeah. So that that takes a Glock mag, right? Yes. Yeah, and this is That's called. That's cool. What? I so want to print one of those. Those kits are hard to get. Um, yes. The, the traditional Tech 9 AB10 mag, AB10 kits are hard to get. Um, they oh, okay. also become exorbitantly overpriced, too. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, just because you can easily assemble them. Yeah, so there you go again. Now, I will hint that there is a variant out there of that design there is. That, um, that you need specific design for. And I found out yeah. because I tried to assemble it with that variant, and it did not go together. Oh, it didn't for, work. Uh, uh, yep. Is there a design based off of a Sten, Sten, um, Sten parts? Not is to it, my knowledge. There should be. There should yeah. be. See, that's what I was thinking. The Sten yeah. is so simple. 
Yeah, it's so simple. And mm. I actually know, I actually know the guy who owns StemParts.com very well. Ooh. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of StemParts.com? No. Yeah. So um, that that is a thing. It is a thing. Uh, let me see if I can go there and pull it up. Uh, if I can go to the website. But yes, I do know the guy who owns StemParts.com, and so do a lot of people that watch this show. He was on yesterday. Yeah, it's it's Walter. <laughs> Just yeah. So I, I thought the coolest thing was so the what they laser engraved the AR fifteen lowers, you know, with Hank Strange's logo and all that bit. Mm-hmm. They have a fifth access and they put the Sten tube in and they mark with the laser the cuts, mm-hmm. everything that they need to do. Yeah. So check it out. Check this out right here. Stemparts.com. Uh, so you can get Sten Mark three barrel bushings. You know, you can get a receiver tube and templates. You know, PPS 43 receiver section. Sten Mark II barrel bushing. There you go. Sten Mark II barrels. You know, Sten spring set. <laughs> Sterling MK4 receiver and template. You know, Sten Mark III barrels. You know, PPS barrel. Um, 1919 A4. You know, I mean... I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Ben. Someone might want to think about this because I do know the guy who owns the this website. As I said, it's Walter, uh, not Walter that's sponsoring the show. The other Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms that also sponsors the show. Um, yeah. So, come on. We can we can do this. Uh, I'll just see my backlog. You, usually, yeah. usually by. My policy of people who ask, um, can you make X, Y, and Z design? Mm-hmm. I'd say um, you have a few options. Your first one is to, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, send me a parts kit or send me a, a loaner slash donor gun or contract. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. otherwise it gets out of my backlog. So Right. Oh, okay. Um, so if you get some yeah. parts, you're saying, translation, you get some parts, you can move that up out of the backlog. So yeah. Like, well, after okay. I make sure that it's a doable design. You know, okay. I'm not going to take parts for a design that I know can't mm-hmm. be done and then someone be out of parts. That'd be really, yeah. really mean. I think we can work on this in the background. Obviously, we're talking about it here, you know, and I kind of mm-hmm. have I kind of have this show as my like little business meeting that I open up to everyone who's looking at it. But, you know, think about it. Just knock it around in the old so, cranium. I, I'm not the Sten guru. I don't know a whole lot about the Stens. Mm-hmm. It, can you buy everything? to build a Sten from StenParts.com or there's still some things there's like things, the bolt that you have to have? Yeah, there's some things that aren't there and obviously okay. I'm not going to speak I'm not going to speak for Walter. BWE Firearms says it would take longer to 3D print a Sten receiver than it would take to build a Sten SMG from uh, DOM tubing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's from um, BWE that I think would know a little. What I'm trying to say, there must be something that we could make that you can somehow take some parts or something like that that's that's available and simple and we can go if we could do this we could do this you know so i think I'm, if there was I'm something a, way to make the sten cooler with 3d printing yeah then yeah. then that would be interesting yeah hmm. dan hates you has a great idea he says make stens great again <laughs> oh it it's got to be the sten pup we we got to oh, 3D print the oh, Sten Pup. Ooh, Sten Pup. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there's. I, I believe stands are also full auto, right? Um, the, there are. You know what? I'm not. Sh- yes, stands so, are, but you. But they are. There can be semi-auto versions. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, they, it's it's difficult to make them semi-auto because mm-hmm. they were primarily designed as a super cheap machine gun. Yeah. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of a quote unquote gray area. <laughs> so they're they're designed to fire from an open bolt as a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be semi-auto, they have to fire from a closed bolt, which is actually a little more complex to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not finding an SOT to work with then, or to, with an SOT to borrow their, their stud, if I'm going to yeah. work this project. Um, I know some SOTs, you know, in Florida. In Florida, mm-hmm. I know some people. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. you have to I told you, you got to come down and visit. Have you ever shot a Have you ever mm-hmm. shot a Sten gun? No, I'm not. You have not. I oh can, yeah. I oh, can it's make a lot of fun. Happen. The cyclic rate. Yeah. I, I love the slow slick cyclic rate of that. That is so cool. Yeah. When they say humming like a sewing machine, that thing's like sewing machine. Chug 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 chug. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Wolfwind Prepper says there are semi-auto variations, not very reliable though. Uh, actually, I think the only stands I've shot are full auto, and yeah. they were Walters. Yes, um, Dan hates you. Says isn't a stand pup just an aug para? So there you go. <laughs> uh, and BWE Firearms says yes, stands are full auto, made to be built in uh, by the in British people's garages during World War Two. So they were made. Oh. It was see, it was made for this reason in history. It was made uh-huh. for this reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can't as um, as Biden is trying to say, you know, it's not so easy to get the F fifteen or those nuclear bombs. But I think we can. I think we can figure something out around this. I, I have friends that have MIGs. Oh yeah. You know, flyable, flyable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I think that's one of Walter's dreams also to get a to get a MIG. You don't want one. No, no, it's too nah. much maintenance. Nah. Yeah. Maintenance, expense, fuel economy. So the the problem with a lot of the the fighters or trainers that came over from Russia when the Soviet Union fell mm-hmm. is that they were just ungodly expensive to run, and only a government can afford it. Mm-hmm. And maintain. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So here's a question. Lola says you're prolific with printing. What's some non-gun-related uh, stuff that you're printing? That's what she she says. What other things has Vin printed outside of Pew Pew parts? And what printer does he use? Which we we showed the printer here not too long ago. What was that? What was that printer? A um... so I have a Ender three, mm-hmm. an Ender three Pro. I just got an Ender three V two to leave my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I got an Ender five plus which I was cheap enough to get open box from Micro Center and figure out how to um, fix it. <laughs> okay, what did you say about your parents' house just now? I have a, I just got an Ender 3 V2 to leave my parents' house. To leave over yeah, the parents. Every- oh, that's your backup in case the bat cave gets compromised. <laughs> no, just more of a convenience thing. You know, every oh, time okay. I leave my house, um, every all, all my work comes to a standstill. Okay. You know, while, while I'm in Fort Worth, all, the, all of this is on standstill. Right, so, right, right. Okay. Understood. If I Understood. could, 
If I could have a travel 3D printer, that's what I was just thinking. Weapon. Yeah, yeah. There are no travel 3D printers yet, then. Mm-hmm. No. No. Unfortunately. Oh. Okay. All right. So, um, what stuff are you 3D printing um, outside of the gun world? Uh, outside the gun world? I mean, no, nothing. That's the no, that's the answer, Lola. Nothing, it's, woman. Well, 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 there's like washer dryer knobs. Um, okay. The the puff iron yoke for the uh, you know the, the industrial iron that you know is in my dad's places. Okay. Broke. So I I, re- I printed a yoke design for him. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, okay. and that's why I think it's a versatility of three D printing is that mm-hmm. in the future I see it being a household item, mm-hmm. in that people can easily design parts and design replacement things for things that can be replaced. Mm-hmm. You know, small trinkets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but I mostly, hope we go towards that world. Mostly he's printing these. This is yeah. what, this is how it goes. This the is toys. Kind of stuff. Yeah, that's mostly what he's printing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that to say, what about you, Rich? Um, do you do more gun printing or other things printing? Um, lately, it, it's kind of been half and half. So I do mm-hmm. mini computers, so single board computers, Raspberry Pi type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on a design. It's like a mini Mac Pro trash can, and it has four uh, Raspberry Pi single board computers. And, and then he freezes. Power supply. So it's right. just going to be uh, one Ethernet cable going in, one power line going in, and you have a Raspberry Pi cluster. Okay. Okay. That's not ungodly awful eyesore to look at that you could put on a desk and it looks nice. Okay. Because right now I have an eyesore, cl- eyesore cluster on my desk. Oh, okay. All right. Necessity is the mother of invention. What do you think about but, that? Uh, f- mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could see a stack of Raspberry Pi 4s being uh, K3S nodes. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what is that? So uh, K3S it's, it's running Docker. Yeah. Uh, okay. For, so for the printing. Well, I, I, okay. So let's go back a little bit on. on okay. that, I think, which I think mm-hmm. we need to explain to the audience. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically so containerized software, basically. Um, you could put everything you need to run that software inside something like a container. Let's say you want to build something or say you want to run something, right? And instead of setting up a new computer, a new VM over and over, VM is virtual machine. So basically set up a new computer over and over to do a certain thing. You just give it a container, an image with everything on there already and just throw it out at um, various um, non-discriminate nodes you mm-hmm. know, that can run that image. And basically what a stack of Nodes, you know, could be Raspberry Pis, could be computers, could be just, um, you know, random cluster of computers mm-hmm. that can run um, those images and execute them and feed results back or just host services. So, okay. And Kubernetes so, is the orchestrator that manages it all. Okay. So Kubernetes is a more efficient way of doing things. You know, Docker or containers is a more efficient way than virtual machines. My business right now is VMware virtual machine. So I actually have an Intel cluster and an ARM cluster. But on my Intel cluster, I'm actually running uh, Ubuntu with a Docker uh, container in it to run actually Spaghetti Detective for my 3D printing. So Spaghetti Detective, I'm hosting locally and it's monitoring with a webcam my prints to make sure they're correct and it'll stop them if they're not. Oh, okay. That's what Spaghetti Detective is? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Now you can pay uh, like a monthly service for an online uh, spaghetti detective, but uh, I don't want Big Brother watching what I'm printing, so I keep everything on my own network. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing too is that with Kubernetes, you could deploy anywhere. You can deploy into the cloud. You can deploy locally, and that's actually the um, the framework that we're using to host a lot of our infrastructure too. Mm-hmm. Um, make it scalable. Make it redundant. Just toss it somewhere and it runs. Okay. All right. Uh, American Freedom Outdoors has this question. Can you put a 3D printer in an RV? I guess sure. you could I'll technically. Yeah, you could technically. Put it, yeah, you could put it anywhere. Um, if if it's printing, what's a, what's the the uh, length of time of a typical print? How long? Uh, could be anything. Twelve hours, maybe. Twelve hours. So yeah, just have the you know print while you drive and have a battery backup just in case. Yeah, yeah. All my printers with backup batteries mm-hmm. um, in case the power goes out, which is, it frequently does where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I do the same thing. I have a UPS on my printers because sometimes you're printing twenty hours, and, and there's this one project you know Hank and Walter and I are working on that there's three components, and three of the components are about twenty hours each. Mm-hmm. So last thing you want is it screwing up because, you know, the power went off for 10 seconds mm-hmm. at the end uh, at, in 19 hours, you know, when you got an hour yeah. left to go. So that becomes a thing with an RV. It's like, how much is that person using that RV? Is it permanently? Is it plugged in to somewhere? So the power is always there. And then even with that, if it's plugged in, that power could go down. So, I mean, it could happen in your house. So you want to have mm-hmm. redundancies, um, you know. Uh, let's see something here. Uh, Wheeled and Weld Armed says, Flying Rich, can you print a house for a Raspberry Pi music server and 10-inch screen? Yeah, there, and there's probably something on Thingiverse.com. So I would either look at Yegi.com or Thingiverse.com first before I go out and design something. And then even if they don't have exactly what I want, maybe I can take two designs and mash them up. Maybe there's something that holds a 10-inch screen and maybe some case for a Raspberry Pi and I could put them together somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have a but, do you have a, a response to that, Vin? Yeah. Um, you can also check GrabCAD too. Um, a lot of times when you're making something, people see you – know, people already have something out for it most likely. You can remix and – you know, incorporate what they have to your design. Um, and that's the beauty about free and open source development is that you can draw inspiration, you can even draw a similar design, you even draw the exact design for your particular application. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, going from FOSS code to FOSS hardware is, it, it's a beautiful thing to be alive for. Mm-hmm. So FOSS stands for free open source software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Keep us in the game. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. Uh, Rich- Sorry, we, we have a lot of acronyms where I come from, and um, we it's just a given that most of us assume that acronyms are just so. So I'll, no, I'll make sure to explain the acronyms for you guys. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. We'll eventually get it. We can Google if we have to. Uh, Brit Rich or Richard Maunder, he says, uh, if you can print pies, what about printing Burger King or KFC? Flying Rich. So. <laughs> <laughs> cases for pies it's a joke it's a joke yes right. uh, yeah don't take the old people too seriously uh lola strange says what's a good resource for someone that wants to get into printing and that's i'll we'll start with vin and then we'll go to to rich go ahead 
Um, definitely one of the main resources to go, and I always point people to this, is theguide.controlpew.com. That's control as in C-T-R-L, pew as in P-E-W.com. Um, so whenever someone sends a message on you know Twitter, insisting, like, hey, we're going to go start printing, I would say go to the guide. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And Sean uh, Hippolyte, uh, if I'm saying that right, says, Vin! So there you go. That's that's one of your people. Hey, Shauna. I know yeah. her. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so oh, let's see. Walter sent me a disappearing message on Instagram that I can only view on my phone. Oh. Well, what's your answer to that? Resources. My answer right? was yeah. Vin's answer, so I'll have to pick another answer. Okay. In, you know, Alex Control Pews control always Pew. gets the same Every, questions over and yeah, over again. Everyone should just go to Control Pew. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, so that's that's why I came up with that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good YouTube resources. So uh, what's the guy's name? Sandalaterer. What's his first name? I can't remember. Is he Swedish or Finnish? Uh, so there, there's a lot of good people on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good resources. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more of a visual learner, so that's always a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so YouTube videos and things like that out there. You know, I think Vin was saying it like it's amazing to be here. Look, the other day I went, and this is a little bit off topic, but still just to show you what's out there. I went to get my uh, the, the front windows tinted of the van, right? And the guy had a machine that cuts the tint. Seriously. So he had a CNC blade. So yeah. it's like a vinyl cutter. Yeah. So he goes in there. He puts in, oh, you got this van? Uh, you know, puts in what kind of van it is, what year, or what car you have. And then there's a, a sheet of um, tint on there. And it just, it there's a, a cutter that goes through there. And it just moves to the right thing and cuts a perfect... A piece of that tint out so they could put it on now if if folks don't know about this back in the olden days you had to buy your tint material yeah. put it up on the window <laughs> you know use your razor blade skills a lot of there was a lot of waste out of that you know oh, you yeah. messed it up you said yeah so i was like wow this is crazy so um you know then then lola and i we were looking at some youtube video and a commercial came on for a machine just like what that guy was using for cutting leather and cutting cardboard and light wood and i was like what the hell is happening so tyvin's got uh, a vinyl cutter yeah yeah it's like a you know vinyl cutter that's on me it it reminds me of um when i used to sell cell phones Mm -hmm. um the the guys across the the balcony on the other side of the mall they had a little machine that cuts out screen protectors Mm. so you know, yeah. A lot of that's pretty, yeah. pretty nice to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it's it's agonizing to use a razor and it's not a fine, perfect cut. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So so many things like this tech. The 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 um, the genie is out of the bottle on this tech for sure. I think the government's going to try to slow things down. But just to think about the amazing things that we're not. I'm not going to say we're right there, but in a couple of years, we're getting closer, man. We're going to get better metal printers of things, you know, and eventually you'll be able to, if you have a couple of machines, you'll be able to make things and and more easily put those things together. I don't know how long it's going to take before we get to like the one machine that prints whatever you want, but, uh, you know, we're moving in a good direction. Ben- 
Any, have you thought about building an MPCNC? MPCNC? A mostly printed CNC? Hmm. Um, no, I haven't. I, I okay. saw, um, I think it was Teaching Tech. He, I had his video open last night and then I fell asleep watching it. Um, something about like $200 CNC mill or CNC router. Oh, really? So I might, wow. I might go rewatch that. Mm-hmm. And um, see so the MPCNC it uses uh, you know electrical conduit, so extruded metal tubing for the framework, and you're just printing like all the joints, the carriage, and all of the pieces, and it, it's a pretty well developed project. Oh hey, two A EDU is out there. Want to say hi to him? Yep. Shout out to two A EDU. Hey, uh, MP. I'm gonna put this on my yeah my tab so I know what to go find. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you guys think? Like, let's just uh, look into the crystal ball, the future. What's the next kind of machines that are coming out? Since we're having this conversation, what can we look forward to? What have you guys heard about out there? One of my coworkers got a machine that's like a combination 3D printer, laser, and a couple of other things. And he's he's having it's like a thousand dollars. It does a, I, I forget it, it might be you know a router also or CNC, but it, it's like I remember it had three different things. So one was three D printing, the other was laser, and might be CNC is the third. And he said it's fantastic. Mm, okay, what do you think? What do you think about that, Vin? Um, I don't really know much about all in one machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I do foresee resin printing developing much more um, mm-hmm. over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot with um, traditional 3D printing FDM already in 10 years. So I think resin, we might see newer designs, larger vats, different resins, durable mm-hmm. resins um, come about. Maybe making molds and things like that getting easier. Molds I don't really have much of an understanding of. The resin okay. printing is more for using, mm-hmm. more for creating high precision okay. models. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, uh, so okay. Other than that, what stuff do you think? Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to out there? What do you think? You know, I'm actually looking forward to better software. Actually, okay. Um, software that makes modeling easier. Software that makes, um, you know, diagnosing your printer easier. Software that makes slicing more efficient. We've seen Kira go from you know four three to you know four nine, and you know uh, tree supports went out of experimental into production. Mm-hmm. So um, we can't forget the 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 code, the logic that makes the hardware run too. So that's that's more part that I'm excited to see. Okay, so software software getting better. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, better making things easier to do three D three D printed models. What kind of like how can we do that? So obviously software, but software intrinsically, you know, the interface of that always has problems. I've seen so for example, not in the in this particular realm of 3D printing guns that we're talking about, but in terms of making movies and things like that, I've looked at a lot of this stuff, right? Like how do you make it easier to do 3D stuff? Um, how do you make it easier to make molds? You know, like, can you get some kind of digital clay that it would be easy for me to manipulate this? And then that's on there. Or or how do I um, make a 3D model out of something? I know there's a lot of phone apps that you take a picture, you know, you do pictures in a certain way, and that's supposed to be, a lot of that stuff is kind of primitive. 
Is there anything? Mm-hmm. Or I remember even I remember there was a time there was an arm that you almost had like a pen thing on it that you yeah you get. trace yeah you make points around stuff. Is there is there anything like that? Is that come along at all? Since I was looking at that in the olden days, I haven't seen much of it. Um, I haven't done much research into them. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, but I've. I foresee things like 3D scanners becoming much more accurate, much more mm-hmm. easier to use. A lot of people say, can you just you know 3D scan a model and use that? And to that, I say, if it worked well, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? But the problem with the models are really just meshes that are not really accurate. They're not mm-hmm. absolute um, designs, not absolute models. So you still have some refinement due after effect. Mm-hmm. And the refinement, at that point, you may as well just hand measure mm-hmm. um, with calipers. And so, Okay, so that's a better that's a better thing I you're see, thinking. Yeah, I see I see that area growing. Okay. Um, you know, people are using Connects as poverty poverty 3D scanners. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting too. Yeah. Yeah, Go so ahead, the Xbox Connects yeah, the Xbox mm-hmm. Connect they're using. There's software oh, really? for okay. uh, cell phone photogrammy and I've tried it. I I don't know if the one I tried was supposed to be pretty well rated. The result wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. Um now, your results vary. So if the surface is reflective and not flat, mm-hmm. so you have issues with lighting, reflectivity, all, all of that comes into play when you're scanning something. Mm-hmm. And when you're scanning something with, say, a cell phone, uh, because it's using the accelerometers and the cameras on the phone to uh, figure out how it is in 3D. There's another technique where you trace a laser beam and you rotate something. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I haven't done that. There's uh, do-it-yourself kits for that, but I, I haven't tried that out yet. Yeah, yeah. That's a you know, there's always uh, a, like some kind of craft involved in this stuff, you know. But like Finn says, you know, if I'm making it. something, if I'm 3D, you know, designing something, I'm there with my caliper, measuring it, figuring out, and then you always have to figure a little bit of wiggle room because your print isn't going to be, you know, 100 percent on there's always a little variation so you have to figure out or in this situation do i make the measurement a little larger to account for some overage or do i go the opposite way Mm -hmm. uh so you when you're designing the part you got to figure that out and i think the other thing you know just kind of simply when you're 3d printing like so i'm 3d printing a mac pro trash can if if you guys don't know what that looks like just google mac pro trash can you'll see it Mm-hmm. And one of the tricks that I do is I'll print the piece one quarter size just to see if like, hey, can I print it without supports? Will it work with these settings properly before? I, so it might take 45 minutes to do a quarter size as opposed to five hours full size. Mm-hmm. And the other technique I'll do is maybe I'll print something 100 percent. But I'll only print the section where it has to snap into the other part so I know that I got my measurements correct in the tolerances stacking that it'll work together. So if like something if there's a joint where something's gonna slide into something else, mm-hmm. I'll just print it a hundred percent, but only that part of it, not the whole thing that's gonna take, you know, ten, twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Uh Vin, you got uh, what do you think about that? Um I don't really have much on that. Um, mm-hmm. 3D printing, I think, in general is good for prototyping. And to be yeah. fair, a lot of the things that Rich explained kind of flew over me. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. You know, so Rich, design, Rich, is, Rich has got his own, like, tricks or whatever, you know. 
how long have you been 3D printing this kind of stuff, Rich? How long have you been messing around with 3D printers? How far back do so, you go? Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I, I built an Anet A8. Um, you know, gosh, it, it might be five or six years ago. Okay. And then I kind of took like a little bit of a break. And what got me back into 3D printing was I was carrying an LC9S, the Ruger LC9S. I'm a lefty, and two things would happen. Either I would bump the safety, which I finally removed the safety off the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is it's uh, got the mag release on the left-hand side for your right thumb to operate. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do is print a left-handed version of the grip, and that's why I got back into 3D printing. So that's why I started with the uh, photogrammy on the cell phone to scan the grip. So I was hoping maybe I could take it. Ideally, if it was a perfect world, I could make a perfect scan with my cell phone and in software invert it. So the right-handed lower grip became a left-handed lower grip and click print. That would be the Mm -hmm. perfect world, but it's never that way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I actually, so I I did a Canic 3D printed Canic holster Mm -hmm. for left-handed people and I put it on Thingiverse. Somebody downloaded it, clicked the button, flipped it and made it a right-handed holster. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Armin and Axis says, so you're not, Rich isn't right-handed, he's wrong-handed. Oh, thanks. Yeah, just cruel, just pure cruelty, man. Pure yeah. cruelty. I think yeah, you know and, and from sport, the people I know the most, right? Yeah, I think you know Sport Brand. <laughs> He's also a troll. He said, yeah. "I downloaded an app once." <laughs> Laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, that was specifically that was specifically towards you. Okay, so listen, um, I do want to go to some news or talk about some things that are going on in the news. But uh, mm. so let's. I mean, you know, how about you, Vin? What's going on in the news? Um, that you're paying attention to outside of the 3D printing world? And the, what kind of gun news is uh, coming across your table? Uh, gun news, okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know that the whole, you know, um, contact your senders thing um, is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, to reject shipments, so I know about that. Actually, I sent an email, um, mm-hmm. I'll make an email to um, my mm-hmm. senders in Georgia. And okay, cool. as it turns out, my senders are... Uh, Warnock and Arsoff, which are vehemently vehemently anti-gun. So, right, right, yeah. Um, the chances of my message getting heard is slim to none. But contrary to Republican um, senators, I did get a response back. Even oh, you if did? It was on me. Really? Yeah. yeah, what did they say? What did they have to say? <laughs> oh, it was just on me. Um, you know, yeah, we've read your response. We've had, you know, we'll aggregate and stuff. You, you, might, you might get a response back. Right. So that's that's that was a form letter. Thank you for contacting our office. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't even get that from Republican offices. It's, it's really strange. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my wife gets it all the time. Or oh, that sounded wrong. Uh, I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking more in the context of emailing them um, for, for help, too. You know, mm-hmm. um, my family were, were missing checks from the whole COVID thing. And the emails I sent to um, Democrat um, senators and representatives, yeah, I get a response back. Someone even reached out and said, oh, um, yeah, give us your information. We'll help you with X, Y, and Z. I heard nothing from hmm. um, Republican representatives for our county. So, oh, okay. my like, wife is dang, writing dang. the Republicans all the time, and she always gets a response because I think they're afraid she's going to come knocking on their door. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Chipman, 
uh, I saw. I'm looking on the truth about guns. There's some. There's uh, an article about Chipman on there. It says CCRKBA demands an investigation into David Chipman's allegedly racist comments. Uh, so the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, which is CCRKBA. Uh, today is demanding an immediate investigation into allegations that David Chipman nominated to the head of the uh, ATF made derogatory comment about an African American or a- about African American agents cheating to pass an agency selection exam while he was serving with the agency in Detroit in 2007. Um, uh, CCRKBA Chairman Alan Gottlieb said the allegations are alarming and incredibly disturbing. Uh, he says, with the racist history of gun control and past racist enfor- enforcement practices going back to Reconstruction, uh, this is Gottlieb. The last thing we need is someone heading ATF who not only wants to ban black guns, but also denigrates black people, including his own colleagues. So, if it, to like, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but this is like a, a story going oh, yeah. back. What was it? I think that um, it, it happened that a. a like a big chunk of the agents who passed or folks who passed the test happened to be black and Chipman was like, Oh, well if they passed, they must've been, they must've cheated. Cause you know, black people can't hire accountants or lawyers and don't yeah. know how to vote or work the internet either. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, could you imagine how quickly? So we started the show talking about the sun being racist because it's hotter in minority communities. Mm-hmm. But somehow, you know, every all the lefties are going here, no evil. When Chipman says, hey, how, how can black people pass the test? They're not smart enough. They must be cheating. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like if any Republican ever said that? About any kind of a test. Oh, they would write in his ass until the end of days. Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure, yes. They were, they'd be burning his freaking house down. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Chipman. This doesn't fit their agenda. No, it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit it. They're gonna pretend they don't hear or see that. By the way, shout out to DLD After Dark. He says, "What's up to you, Rich?" Oh. Um, hey, man. Says, "What's up to everyone out there?" And uh, oh, what was Kiaski? This is for Vin. Kioski says, check your junk mail, which is true. It could be in the junk mail. And junk mail? Know. Yeah. Well, where, did you send me an email, like like personal email? No, no, no he's no, saying no. the Republicans replying back to you. Yeah, the Republicans. Maybe, Google's maybe. probably letting the Democrats come through <laughs> on your Gmail, and the Republicans go yeah. to the junk mail. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. no. I check my junk mail. I, I'm, I'm certain that I haven't got a response back, even from like okay. last July when we reached out for help. No, oh, you're going to have to roll up on their offices. Dan hates you says John Cornyn sent me like a 23 page reply. I didn't even read it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. So there you go. All right. So let's see, uh, Rich, are there any news things, news things that you've seen that you, I, you I have totally been in a bubble. I have no idea what, what news you is. Say? You don't know. You haven't seen any gun news, huh? No, no, shame no. on you. Shame on you. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, Crump, if Crump's not around to tell me, I don't know. Yeah, where is Crump? I mean, Crump? how does I the gun world function? I don't know. Where is Crump? Crump is, is he on vacation? Crump is making campfires with his son. Okay, because I haven't heard from him in a couple of days. I was about to send yeah. out a, uh, you know, rescue, squ- yeah, rescue squad for him. Okay. Um, okay, any other, the people in the, people out there in the chat, hit us with something that you want to talk about. Um, 
that's in the news and we'll cover it we'll we'll say whether or not we've heard seen it or whatever um i I did look at like last night we were talking about that thing here in florida with the building collapsing i have been oh jeez yeah that's that's that tragic. Okay. That, I can't imagine what the people are going through. Like if you had a relative or a loved one there, that that's, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how awful. I mean, yeah. that, that is just like nine 11 all over again. You know, for those, for those folks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, I was, I was, uh, definitely seeing like pictures. People were, um, they, cause it, from what it looks like, there was some people there to fix the pool. And the people who were there taking a look at the pool, they were seeing cracks and things like that. They were like, oh, something's going on here. So Sunday, I think Sunday night, somebody sent me a report. And uh, the, the I, don't, I don't know if it was six years ago or so, but mm-hmm. an engineering firm looked at issues and said, you know, these are problems and they will exponentially increase, you know, the mm-hmm. damage, the cracking of the concrete. You know, there's all sorts of issues about cracking in the garage, which is below the building, mm-hmm. uh, that they apparently did not address. And, and I hate to be speculative on these things, but there's a report. You can read it. I, somebody mm-hmm. emailed it to me, I think, Sunday. Yeah. And, and it was pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Vin. We, we know that someone, um, before this happened, I think someone has been paid hush money. And afterwards, after this investigation stuff, someone is going to pay big money out of their pocket for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the government, maybe the engineers. Um, so no, it's, it's it's also unimaginable how this could be let happen. But it's also unsurprising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there. Even though we're here in America, there's lots of corruption and things like that. And people overlooking things and things being, uh, you know, mismanaged. So. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let me see. I'm looking to see if there's any other uh, gun-related things. You know, um, Hank. How many times have I been on your show? How many times I have mean, you been on the show? A lot. I, I don't know why. I, well, this show is like the crescendo of plane crash stuff. Mm-hmm. Armanax is like where you fly with your left hand when you crash. It's like yes, it's a side stick. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, listen, just just ignore the bullies. Ignore the bullies out there. They only they're only doing it cuz they love you. They only they're only doing it cuz they love you. All right, let's see. I don't I haven't seen anyone uh what is this? Okay, Armin and Axes literally puts a YouTube video link in there. There's no I no, I haven't seen that YouTube video uh blah 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 XYZ whatever. I haven't seen it. What is the video about? So that's going to be the easier. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the easier thing. I, I don't know. That might be a video related to the building. You know. Um, so listen. Ultimately, we have to investigate that thing. Find out uh, what happened there. Who knew about it? And yeah, there's going to be hell to pay. But probably whoever's related to that is going to be completely. Um, they're they're not going to be. How many people is it that are missing right now? You know, and, the fa- I, I and how many families in that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wield and Well Arms said three hundred billion allocated to COVID nineteen PPE. Only one point five percent went to PPE. Blue states spent it on elections for Biden. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. And Appalachian Gunrunner says, remember that time that Flying Rich dipped the stock market? I think That's all when of I these... crashed in New York. Yeah. All of these guys decided to get together today and just give you a tough time <laughs> about crashing. I mean, I didn't even mention it. It has nothing to do with me, so I didn't... Uh... You know, I don't have any. Yeah, I don't. Do I blame it. Crump. I think it's Crump because Crump talks about it all the time. Oh, he does. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. He's on vacation, so you can't blame him exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. He fired up the trolls. Yeah. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of. Okay, listen. We're gonna go back to gun stuff. Let's go back to some gun stuff over here. Okay, cool gun things. Cool gun things that you guys. Uh, What's the what's the last gun that you bought? Like not three D printed, last actual gun. Ooh. Yeah, actual gun that you bought. Let's see. Go ahead. Go ahead, Vin. I I have a Russian CM two that I picked up. Russian CM two. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, it's a single shot um, Olympic rifle. Oh okay. In yeah. Oh, so like um, competitive type of thing. Yeah. Hold on, let me see if I can pull this. Is that up. like a biathlon gun? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think I think that's what uh, they call it. It's one where you have that's to where shoot. They ski and shoot. Yeah, where they like put on the vest and they have the strap where they hold it and then there's a simple way they hold it. Yeah. I bought it because I, uh, I I've always wanted to be on my high school's rifle team and that never yeah. happened. Um, but I, I still know how to, you know, is it like this? The, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but this is Russian, true Russian, so they're not coming in anymore. So it's uh, an appreciating oh. asset. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some stuff like that. Um, my who who is it? Uh, William Bethards has a lot of guns like that, and he actually uh, he 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 works for the FBI Training Academy, and he was on Top Shot. But he, as a Marine, um, was like competed uh for the marines in shooting and stuff like that so he's got a bunch of guns like that i remember him showing me his collection it's pretty cool all right what about you rich what's the last thing last so thing you bought last uh two to three guns i bought were uh i bought two sig p365s my wife has an sas i have the regular one um and she wanted a glock 43 and i tried talking her out of the glock 43 and I came home with the 365 SAS and the Glock 43, and she's like, I opened the box on the six. She's like, I want that one. I'm like, mm-hmm. so, but what I did recently do is I got a Mantis system, and the rail on the SIG P365 isn't cut all the way, so the Mantis system won't fit on it. So I custom designed and printed a uh, base plate for the magazine, that the Mantis system will connect to, so it works that way. So that, that's actually like the last print I did, I think. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, I so think for people I, that own SIGs, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. For people that own SIGs that aren't aware, SIG mm-hmm. rails on pistols are not, they're not true Picatinny rails. Okay. Right. So. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was aware of that, so. 
Uh, yeah, it's not cut all the way, and there's no notch in it. Like so, uh, like a Ruger SR45 or a Ruger SR9, it's cut all the way, and it has one notch. So you can slide the Mantis mm-hmm. onto an SR45 or an SR9 mm-hmm. or Canik TP9, those types of things. Mm-hmm. But the Mantis will not slide onto the Sig P365. And if I was a good member of the 3D printing community, I would have posted my modified base plate, and I haven't done it yet. You haven't. Shame but I've given you. one away. Shame on you. Uh, YNH uh-huh. says, last gun I bought was a CZ 999. What is it? 999. Uh, that's not a thing, is it? I'm guessing that's not an actual thing. Right? Who was the, the guy that, with the 999 plan? He, he passed recently. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, he got COVID and passed. Oh, I can't remember his oh. name. Oh, okay. I'm flipping through right now the firearms blog, see if there's any uh, uh, cool stuff there that we want to, you know, me personally, I bought a Hudson 9, that was my last, that was my yeah. last purchase, yeah, the uh, Hudson, how long ago you get that? Hudson H9, yeah, huh? You need to collect spare parts for it right now. I know, I know, I, I do, I do actually <laughs> need to do that. When, I, I, when mm-hmm. I bought my Hudson H9, I went online, I immediately bought two of each spare part I could, because oh, I knew good. that. Okay. They'll be gone. Yeah. Well, you bought two because you knew that Hank Strange would need some. So One. yeah. Good job. Good. Good on you. Good on you, Van. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where did you get your parts from? K E Arms. Um, I think one of them was the original OEM for Hudson who didn't yeah, get paid, K- so yeah, K- surplus. Yeah, K E Arms. I think I need to yeah. check back because when uh, Babyface got his H nine. Uh, he got some stuff from from KE Arms, but I don't know how much stuff they have left. I got to check with them, see what they do have left, and uh, get. Is, is KE Arms the one that bought out all of the parts? No, they're the ones who were making the parts, and then oh, okay. um, Hudson didn't pay them for. So then they wound up selling what they had, what they had not already shipped to Hudson, because a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. I I don't know if that um, I don't know if those lawsuits or the bankruptcy or whatever has been. Uh, been settled out yet i know a lot of people sent their guns back to be repaired and they're just like yeah they're just screwed but i heard and i did hear that um daniel defense was going to be coming out with a revised version of that gun but i haven't really seen anything lately Daniel defense no daniel defense daniel defense has the rights to that gun yeah um so i don't know not too long ago using two designs a survey of two pictures. Who? Like a whole game of the defense. Oh, they did? I saw, okay. Yeah, they are like, there was a survey, like, would you want a Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, H9, something like that. But yeah. I, I got to look that up again. Yeah, I think, so I don't know if it's going to be Polymer. It's probably going to be a Polymer one that they're putting out there. Um, we should have seen it already, but to be honest, right, with everything going on, a lot of new guns have been backburnered just to meet... Uh, demand uh, out there so oh, is is psa i see daggers in the wild at least in my you know social media yeah. feed is psa uh ramping up on the dagger again yes the daggers are out and i don't know in what frequency they're making them so exactly how many are being made but uh they're they are out there and they are um selling them so if if people have the patience <laughs> to get up on that website they're going to see them i think that at some point i'm supposed to get one there's there's one that's been like passed around to different content creators 
and like so like let's say this one guy is going to put 2000 rounds on it someone's going to put 1000 and it's one oh, particular okay. gun at some point that's supposed to circle around to the hacienda but i have no so not a normal tne no it's not a normal tne where they send a brand new gun they're just sending that thing out that person puts a thousand rounds through it and then i guess it goes back and then goes about to the next person so, so as, as soon as that happens it? i'll let you guys i'll let you guys know when i get my hands on it what's up can can you talk about teenies that you have in the works um I, i'm not sure what i do have in the works uh mr bullshitter says he has a dagger ordered it today so there you go Cool. If you're if you're keeping an eye on it, I think they're putting daggers up there every day. So um, you know, do you have a Taurus GX four? Um, I have. I think we have a three. We what's yeah, the video? Yeah, you put a video out on a three. On a three, and then I have the um, t the uh, TX twenty two. That's cool. It? Yeah. The the what is the um? Is There's it? a marksman version with the pick rail on the barrel. Yes, yes. I mean the right. no, it's an right. optic no. rail, optic rail. Yeah, yeah. red dot. Yeah, yeah. Red, yeah, yeah. So I do have that. I am gonna. That's gonna be coming up some point. Who is it that we did the TX twenty two? Who had the TX twenty two? Was that you, Rich? Taurus. Oh, that's no, you. I, I, so oh. Taurus is supposed to send me a teeny on the TX twenty two and the GX four. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it, there, there might be a shortage of it. But I know we did a video on a right. TX-22 before, but I cannot remember who that was. I have to go back and look at my own video and see who it was that had a TX-22 out here that we shot one time. But now we've got we've got that one, and we'll be doing a video on it. So um, uh, let's see. Someone wants to know Vin's IG. So let's see. We'll show that again here, and then we'll wrap it up. Let me see. Here's oh what happened to it? It went away. Oh my god! How about we put it in the chat? Yeah, uh, someone put it in the chat. Um, so here we go. Here it is. I'll share it for everyone who wants to know. So N N Gwen. Well, I'm I'm saying it wrong. It's when, right? Gwen. Yeah. yeah. N G U Y E N K V V N. There you go. And it's right up on the screen right now. If you can, you know, if you can pause the script the video if you're looking at it or whatever and zoom in you should be able to find it so there it goes all right so listen let's I, wrap I it up i dropped it in the chat oh you did okay hold on let me put that up on the screen for anyone who wants to know awesome okay so listen what we're gonna do we've we hit the nine o'clock hour talked about 3d printing stuff and a whole bunch of other things hope you guys enjoyed it i hope we actually get hill jack back here sometime in in the future and you guys can actually ask some questions and yeah, maybe we can get some uh, things going on with them. So um, let's see. Let's start with let's start with Vin. Oh, Ray Bazola wants to know who has better legs, Vin or Walter. Uh, I haven't seen Vin's legs, so I can't speak on it. That's that's my honest opinion. I'll just leave it there for you. <laughs> Vin, tell the folks out there how they can uh, how can they communicate with you? How can they follow you? Support you? All that good stuff. So I'm trying to do a better job answering my Twitter DMs and um, Instagram DMs. Uh, one mm -hmm. thing a lot, of my, a lot of people don't know is that if I haven't connected with you or if I haven't followed you, your messages end up in a message request folder. So mm -hmm. I, I usually only see it at like the end of the week when I go through and scrub the list. 
or sometimes I find a free moment during the day to scroll through and check. But you can send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter, same same handle, N-G-U-Y-E-N-K-V-V-N. Um, I'll be more than happy to reply. If you somehow get my hands, get your hands on my email, um, it will end up in my queue and I will most definitely reply. Very confused. <laughs> mm. But you can also uh, find me on Patreon too, um, where I just have information and news. Um, no 3D print gun files, so that's not in their policy. Um, but yeah, I also respond. You can find me in those three avenues. Okay, very cool. Vin, I hope that um, like coming on the show has somehow helped you. Um, you know, we need to do some videos and stuff like that together, and hopefully that helps. My, my whole point of doing this is to help people if I can. I know you already have your own following. I hope we're adding <laughs> something to it. I don't think it's as big as yours. What, what you should do, you should come to Georgia right. and come look at my to look at yeah. my seven guns. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I will. I'll come up there. Do you have space for me to park my uh, van up there? Yeah. I have oh, like okay. a this long driveway actually awesome and abnormally way. yeah so we're gonna make can that. i land there can i land a plane no 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 planes no planes, no planes rich you're gonna have to if you, if you somehow <laughs> if you if you land at Mc, if you can get clearance land mccollum airport oh yes you can visit yeah. <laughs> we'll hook you up um shout out to elfster's rifles and reloading out there uh, he says thanks for the stream, and then I see everyone. I'm trying to throw up everyone um, that's that's uh, that's right now thanking us for doing it. 2A Edu is out there. 2A Edu, if you can hear me, can you please get back to Lola so we can get you scheduled on the show? We would appreciate that. Lola says she's waiting for you to reply. Check your uh, junk mail or whatever it is. Make sure you don't have a, a email in the junk mail because we would love to get 2A Edu here on the show. Um, okay, Rich, you hit us with uh, tell the folks out there how they can support you and help get your plane right. back into uh, action here. <laughs> well, buy my house in New York, then I'll have money for my airplane. Uh, so flyingrich.com, as always, has links to all of my social media, youtube.com slash flyingrich. And of course, on the grams, it's flyingrich underscore official because somebody else is flying rich and they won't even friend me oh yeah they think you're they think that you're you're, you're probably trolling them all right so listen oh, go ahead. Troll? yeah what we're were you gonna to say flying we... Mitchell, so it's the real flying rich we're talking to right now just just to put, make it clear yeah the real <laughs> the real flying rich okay so listen here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna run in the end and then i'm gonna come back someone's gonna give us the words of wisdom vin i think oh rich you're giving it up to vin Okay, Rich sure? is wise. Yeah, time. yeah. Uh, okay, listen, we, we, you can go again this time. I guess okay. Rich says you have more wisdom than he does. Oh, Lola is saying two A Edu scheduled. Okay, yeah. Well, see, that's why. Ooh. Like, what you know? I guess I, I missed the boat on that one. Uh, okay, I look forward to. Do you guys seeing. talk? <laughs> I have not. I have not. Uh, I think Lola came in and out of here for like ten seconds. But I haven't really had a chance to talk about that with her. No, that's just the last thing. Okay, I'm going to run in the end, and then we're going to be back, and Vin is going to hit us with his words of wisdom here. Uh, let me roll the end in. All right, guys, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed the show. I think I did. It was a fun show. Always good having Vin and Rich on. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up, share this if you can. And we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to get your, your audio podcast. Don't forget to check out U.S. Law Shield, yo. 
There's a, a link in the description if you're listening, if you're watching. You can save some money if you do an annual membership, as well as you could send a couple of shekels in our direction. All right, Vin, words of wisdom, sir. All right. So you guys know how there is a military industrial complex. The equivalent of it is the academic publisher complex. Academia is a scam. That's my wisdom. Okay. Boom. There you go. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) Academia is a scam. Okay. There you go. Um, All right. So listen, we are out of here. I I think we're going to be back for Wednesday and then we're going to take the rest of the week off. So we'll see you guys. Big thanks to Vin Wen as well as Flying Rich for coming on the show here. Always good to see you guys. Great conversation. Thank you very much, guys. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Stay right there, Vin. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Rich. We're out. See ya.